Well, my friends, our um, gospel today, our series of readings today with regard to the with regard to the leper and leprosy, I think really takes on a new context for us this year after the experience of this year and um, the pandemic and all of that, that we can um, maybe identify a little bit more with what's going on. That lepers were, were isolated. That's what we got in our first reading from the book of Leviticus, that lepers had to be isolated because they could be contagious to the community. And leprosy could easily spread through personal touch, one person to another. Uh, and that, unfortunately, though, because of um, the lack of, of deep medical analysis at the time, There are all kinds of other things, like maybe it was just acne or eczema or all kinds of things that could be mistaken for leprosy and that you had to, until that cleared up, you would also be cast out of the community for the sake of um, public health. And that we um, have gone through a year, basically, of a type of isolation. Obviously, those who are sick, who have contracted the coronavirus, had some time of isolation and self-quarantine, um, but also those who are vulnerable, those who, are, who have been afraid to get sick. Also, I think, and, um, and feel real compassion, for those who don't have corona, um, but who have symptoms that look like corona, you know, someone who maybe has had a respiratory illness for years, that they, are, they have a regular persistent cough. And just think, like that person going to the supermarket, all eyes are on them as they have this regular persistent cough that they've had for years before COVID-19 even existed, um, and that the isolation that's felt, or just having a, a runny nose, right? Oh no, you may have COVID. And that in our society, we have um, implemented this type of isolation and this type of um, rejection of those who may be sick out of concern for our own personal safety or the safety of the community. And that that, while you know, necessary uh, to a degree in the case of a pandemic, is something that we as Christians should always um, look at as only one side of the coin. That our Lord Jesus, he um, wants to be close to those who are sick. And no one is ultimately isolated from our Lord. And that he comes close to those who are sick. He wants to make them well. Uh, he has compassion on them. Jesus seeing this leper, this leper who came up to him, by the way, all right? So the leper, the Pope just said in his angels today, I was listening, like the leper breaks the law by coming up to Jesus. Um, But then Jesus, he doesn't break the law. The Pope said he breaks the law. Uh, But that Jesus as well, if you go by the strict Levitical law, he touches the leper. Like just think, he touches the leper. Um, I do will it. Be made clear. You don't touch lepers, but our Lord does out of compassion for this man and knowing his ability to, um, to heal him. He touches the leper. He comes close. He doesn't want to stay far off. He could have healed this man from far away. And he does with some other lepers, like those 10 lepers that we read about every Thanksgiving. Um, but now in this case, he touches the leper. I do will it. Be made clean. And that we should live in imitation of Christ. Now that doesn't mean be foolish. That doesn't mean go out hugging people who have, you know, just recently positively been diagnosed with COVID and are presenting symptoms. No, don't, don't be crazy, right? Um, to do that, and this was early on when our churches, you know, needed to close for that time as we kind of saw how we could best keep everyone safe. That people are like, look, I'm going to go to church. We're not going to take any precautions and God will keep me safe. Well, you know, there's a disease, there's an illness which spreads and can God keep you safe? Yes, 
But that's a miracle, right? For a virus not spread the way that it's supposed to would be a miracle. And so communities that have said, God's going to keep us safe, we're not going to do anything, is, um, that's relying on a miracle. And unless you're God himself, you can't bank on miracles. Um, and then I think of as well some of the extremes, not um, necessarily in those cases, but some of the extremes just taking from a number of priests that I've talked to. That there are some priests who um, have been very afraid of getting sick, and there are some priests who are very vulnerable, who have needed to um, stay safe and curtail some of their ministry. I think of our retired priests who used to be so helpful, who now have had to um, be more um, contained in their community for their own safety and for the safety of those with whom they live. Um, But there are some priests who have just been so afraid of getting sick that there's been no ministry happening. There's others, though, on the flip side, who have been totally unwilling to follow any precautions, that there's also no ministry happening. And I've seen a number of cases of both extremes, um, where there's either, you know, can't do anything out of fear, or on the flip side, I don't want to take any precautions, and so they're not going to let me into hospitals or nursing homes. I'm not able to distribute communion because I'm not willing to wear a mask. I'm not willing, all that type of stuff. And those are two extremes of um, not taking seriously an illness, but also on the flip side, um, not seeing that there's a duty to compassion and to ministry. Our, the Archbishop wrote a letter recently to priests saying, okay, hopefully most of us have gotten vaccinated. Uh, priests were able to get in on, on 1A and the hospitals were very good for because we need to be able to go there as well. And so the Archbishop said, look, it's time to get back to work. Like you need to, you need as priests, you have to get back to work. There's, there's work to do. Uh, there's a wonderful article in the middle of these two extremes in a great um, example that was in the New York Times a couple of months ago about these priests in Boston who kind of, they, they set up a quarantine house uh, with the archdiocese and that they were specifically those who would anoint those, um, those who were dying who were COVID positive. And that this is, they, I mean, you go, the article shows all the stuff they had to wear, all the precautions they had to follow, all of that. They basically had to live in, a, in an isolated community, just three priests to a house, couldn't see anyone else, their food got dropped off. But also that they could bring the healing touch of Christ and his mercy to those who were dying um, of COVID. And so that is a great example of our Lord's closeness to his people, Following precautions, absolutely. But prioritizing the personal, prioritizing the compassion and the mercy of God that we are called to, um, to imitate. Also in other ways, you know, in, in the lay state. Um, I think of some of our students, actually. I, I, I heard about this from the nursing home, not from the students. But a number of our students, our young ladies uh, from the university, have been writing weekly letters to residents who are on lockdown at Autumn Lake. Like, what a great way to reach out, to have compassion. When they were able to visit in person, they were following all the precautions again. But now that they're not, and now that the nursing home's on lockdown, um, it's, they were writing weekly letters. College students writing weekly letters to those who are isolated, those who are alone, finding ways to go outside of themselves in compassion. That this gospel... Uh, Jesus moved with pity, with compassion, stretched out his hand, touched him, and said, I do will it. Be made clean. In the face of sickness, while there should be a legitimate desire for self-preservation and the safety of the public, there should also be, in the heart of every Christian, an imitation of Christ, a compassion for those who are sick, a compassion for those who are isolated, who feel alone, a compassion for those who feel afraid. 
Now that is all with physical sickness, but just want to conclude quickly with regard to how this applies to moral sickness as well. Because it's not just a physical, their moral sickness of sin is more contagious than COVID. Um, that there's a moral sickness and our sin isolates us. We're coming up on Lent beginning on Wednesday. Our sin isolates us. It isolates us from God and it isolates us from one another. When we know that we've done something gravely wrong, we feel cut off from those around us. We feel cast out, even if they don't know about it. And so we, in imitation of Christ, in compassion. God doesn't say, yeah, you're a big sinner, stay over there. No, he, in compassion, if we say, Lord, if you wish, you can make me clean of my sin. Every time we go to confession, we say that. Domine si vis potes me mundare. Lord, if you wish, you can make me clean. And that in confession, our Lord, our Lord says it through the words of absolution of the priest. I do will it. Be made clean. That we as well, in imitation of Christ, should reach out to those whose moral life we don't necessarily agree with. And we should love them in compassion. We should try to want to bring them the healing mercy of God. When someone has wronged us even, we should reach out in compassion. We should never want to just isolate and put people over there. No, no, rather, always an imitation of our Lord. That moral sickness of sin um, should not be a cause for isolation uh, and for casting out. Rather, we always want to reach out in compassion and the mercy of God. Uh, we need to let someone, we need to be close to those um, who are regular even in persistent sin, but out of compassion and mercy, trying to bring them the mercy of God so that they too can hear the words of Jesus. I do will it. Be made clean. My friends, we, we can be isolated in humans in so many ways, both the physical and the moral. And so today we ask our Lord for this grace to have his compassion. And that maybe if in the last year of the pandemic, um, that compassion hasn't been as present, uh, that we need to, to see how can we be compassionate? How can we reach out? How can we ask our Lord to give us that courage to go outside of ourselves? Abiding by all safety, absolutely. Um, but still, going outside of ourselves in real compassion so that we can, through our presence and in imitation of Christ, end the isolation of sickness, end the isolation of sin, be those bridges to bring people the mercy, the compassion, and the love of our Savior, Jesus Christ.